Yeah. I was, yeah. I was I was not a good child. Uh, I would skip class. In it, kindergarten when you were supposed yeah, to Yeah, well. <laughs> I would, but yeah, like, you know, like. so much about you. I knew the librarian. <laughs> I knew the librarian and like I was really good friends you with. You knew that everybody knew the librarian. <laughs> that was her job to know the students. With her, with her son, we were good friends. And so yeah, I would. I knew the librarian. I would skip and I would go to, uh, I would go to the library and we would draw dinosaurs. And he ended up actually being a very talented artist. Wow. Yeah, so I feel like I have I have some stake in that. Is he a professional dino drawer? Oh, man. He could have been. Dino. Someone's got to draw those like this is what we think it would look like when dinosaurs were alive. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Yes. I, would, I think that that is a great job that I would like to have someday. You're not even listening. I am. No, you're not. That's your phone in answer. Yes, that's a great job. I would love to participate in this job. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. <laughs> We four corners in a triangle, why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a desk acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Chester Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live, this is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Letting it all out. Oh, so um, what's been going on in our lives? Well, the big news of the moment. Ooh, yes. Can you get a drum roll or something? This is this is pretty huge, life changing. Just, just add the drum roll on the editing. Okay, um, I will I will do that. So pre- presumably, there's a drum roll going on right now. Mm-hmm. I feel it building. Mm-hmm. Can you feel that tension? We have cleaned our apartment. Oh my God, it's so clean. Yeah, yeah for the that first time. Really, in, that in, sounded <laughs> really dirty. Yeah, for for someone. <laughs> Uh, for someone screaming about how clean our apartment is. <laughs> so clean. <laughs> it is, but, but honestly. It's like, spotless. The floors are scrubbed. Even the dogs are clean. Yes, even the dogs. It was great. And you know what? I Pat, Phil, I almost called Phil Pat. Oh, that's cute. Didn't you say that Phil was really good during this bath time? Yeah, he was really good. He didn't fight. He didn't even shake. He didn't seem as, he didn't seem frightened. He just, he just went with it, man. He was like, I'm a dog is? getting a bath. Why do you think that he was so receptive this time? I have no idea. He's probably no like, idea. well, this only happens like once every six months. Yeah, well. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. He's like, I'm a dirty little fucker. Yeah, Kaya was shaking and freaking out and contorting her tiny little body into Aww. knots to try to she's get like away She's like a little worm water. when you try to give her a bath because she's just like, I am out of here. She is. I feel so bad for her. But they both really enjoy then getting dried off. Oh my gosh, they are so happy when they come out of the bath. They like run around the house and like jump all over stuff. Like they're doing like parkour and like catapulting off the couch. It's so cute. Yeah, they're 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 adorable. So our apartment is extremely clean, and our lives are now that much closer to being in order. So fresh and so clean, clean. Don't you think I'm so sexy? I'm just so fresh, so clean. Right? What the fuck? That's so rude. You're not even gonna like <laughs> hey, go along. You need to stop cursing. Oh, that's true. Actually, my mom said something to me about how much I curse on last name basis. She was like, I listened to the podcast and I was really excited because I missed you, but you know those four letter words. Yeah. I know. You curse a lot. 
I don't mean to. It's terrible. No. I find it. I find it offensive. <laughs> okay, first, well, P.S. My mom said I was rubbing off on Patrick. She was like, Patrick usually doesn't curse. That but. is so funny. I mean, that's so true. No, it's. <laughs> I was so pissed off because honestly, you drop lots of curse words, and it is. I mean, honestly, like in my videos, I don't curse. It's mm-hmm. like really important to me because I want you know young people to watch. Sometimes my videos get shown in schools and stuff. But I think on the podcast, because there's no video and because it's you mm-hmm. and because we get like just really comfortable and it's more natural for me. To you just fall into your normal. My normal speech self. in real life yeah. is I curse. Which is you curse a lot. Speaking of. I speaking don't curse of, a lot. I think uh, I curse like the same amount as just the average adult. Oh, OK. OK. Wait, well, you... speaking of getting really comfortable, though, I, I want to talk about something else. We uh... just came from a sandwich shop. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and we were, so we were eating subs. We finished our <laughs> subs. We we go to throw the stuff away. Fran lets out the most obnoxious, egregious, terrible burp. It was really good. I've ever heard. She, like, let loose. I just, I just opened my mouth, and this burp poured out. It was so gross. But as it was coming out of my mouth, I realized... Oh crap! I'm in public. This is not something <laughs> yes. that you're supposed to just do in a. People are eating and trying to enjoy their sandwiches. There's children around. And I'm just like, <laughs> it was so. I felt I felt terrible. Like as soon as it happened, I had a moment of wait. I'm not on my couch. I'm sorry. I mean, sometimes you, you have don't to... have to be sorry. I think it's hilarious. I could see that you thought you were at home. Just hanging out where you would do something exactly like that. Right, because usually if you have to burp, you kind of keep it in or you cover your mouth at least. And I just let it rip like I was a opera singer. <laughs> I was like belting it out. <laughs> so gross. Okay, but on the topic of being comfortable, I'm really going to make a concerned effort to not curse as much on the show. Let's see how let's see how well it works. Why why would you even try? Because, you know, I'm trying to, because my mom is listening. That's it, yeah. It's it's because your mom said it. There's no real reason to stop (laughs) cursing except that your mom said it. Uh, And and that's fair. That's a good reason. Well, you know, I want to sound like a mature, professional young lady. Mm -hmm. And cursing, you know what I mean? I don't, Michelle Obama doesn't curse. Does she not curse? Does I just I bet can't. I bet at home on her couch she rips like She's nasty like, Brooke, burps. Clean this fucking white house. <laughs> I don't think she does that. No, she doesn't. Make the fucking white bed for once. <laughs> is there a white bed? Is that is that what they call the bed everything in the White House? Is, everything is white in the White House. Speaking of the White House, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a really this weird. This is this is like the caliber of our Florida man intro. Oh, yeah, maybe you can make a slice that up into a little... I'm not doing that, no. Uh, Okay, well, um, (laughs) I went to the White House last week. Speaking of the White House. That's that's incredible. I cannot believe the places that you get to go. And I got invited. I didn't just go. I wasn't just outside strolling by. I got an invitation from the White House, uh, myself and Lacey Green, who is the host of MTV's Brawless, were asked to go to the White House and host a panel for the Champions of Change, which is an event that was all about young women um, that were leaders in their community and doing really great things. And it was awesome. There's like a 15-year-old, there are two 15-year-old girls that were there that like raised a bunch of money for STEM educational programs. Wow. Another one, which was so sweet, is she's a trumpet player, and she had learned that 
for veteran funerals, they were just playing like a tape recording of Taps. Mm -hmm. And so she decided to get together her friends and start playing Taps at veteran funerals like in her home state. Give them the the live like give them a live performance. Deserve. And so like that was like her little her little organization that she started all in her own. She's 15 years old. I mean, wow. Oh, it was just so That's inspiring. That's just so thoughtful. Yeah, it was really thoughtful and it just made me really happy especially because I feel like we spend so much time talking about how terrible young people are and how they're not doing anything to help the world and all they do is hang out on Snapchat and watch the Kardashians. <laughs> That's you. No, I mean, I do. You're just not that young. No, I'm not a young person. I mean, I am a young person. No, you do a lot. That's the, I think that's. No, I just mean, I just mean like when I was 15, I was like crying about boys and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was just dumb at 15. I wasn't doing charitable things and trying to like change the world. What were you doing at 15? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about what I was doing. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It's not a good look. When I was 15, I was a nightmare. And so these 15-year-old kids, and there were some really hardworking adults there too. um, It was just awesome. And yeah, that was my fun little thing that I get to brag about forever. did Did you tell Barack what I told you to tell him? Oh, I think you just told me to tell him what's up. And then I told told you that I didn't know if Barack was going to be there. And then you said, well, he's probably monitoring our texts, so he can see this yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole conversation. You know, they, they must be, right? I mean, if they're monitoring, t- monitor, monitoring texts. Can you talk? I can. No. I can. Okay. A little practice. I think I can do this. They, if they're monitoring texts, uh, the, the NSA is monitoring texts at all. Like, they would be monitoring the texts that were coming and going from phones that were in the White House. I wasn't in the White House when you were texting me that, but... I will say, though, I was really disappointed. I had an amazing time, but I was really disappointed that I didn't get to meet Michelle Obama. And my mom was saying that, you know, maybe I could just meet her next time. But then I was like, there isn't going to be a next. Like, they're leaving. The yeah, when is, that, when is that next time going to happen? It's not happening. Very soon. No, not, not unless I'm invited back, like, next month. Not unless they're, like, listening to this podcast and then they, you know, decide to invite me. Mm-hmm. But then... You were saying that Obama might be teaching at Columbia next year? Uh, th- those were some rumors. I don't think they were confirmed, but there were rumors going around that Obama was looking to move his family uh, to New York, and potentially there would be a professorship at Columbia University. I think that's a perfect reason for you go- for you just to go back to school. Yeah, that's what I need. Another mountain of debt. I know, but you'd get to have Obama as your teacher. Like, how cool would that be? That would be awesome. I would I would take every Obama class there was. He'd be like, uh, this week on the syllabus, uh, I need, that, that's my Obama impression. It wasn't very good. No, it was awesome. Was it? No, no, it was terrible. Okay, you do one. Uh, damn. It <laughs> <laughs> sounded, sounded just like yours. <laughs> well, that was my, my impression of you doing an Obama impression. Okay, but I'm then, leave it at that. But then, like, this is what would be really cool, is then you would check your email, and you would have emails from Obama about, like, class assignments and stuff. Yeah, just to think that the President of the United States of America would be sending me emails, or I would be on his personal email list. <laughs> That would be fantastic. I would save all of the emails and have them as like special things like to like hold up as special rituals. Like and on the third day, he emailed us to say that class was canceled because he had a doctor's appointment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would be so excited to have these special artifacts from Obama. Right. And I think you'd still have, do you still have to call him president. OK, well, I hope he teaches at Columbia because you know what? I just might go get a master's. 
Yeah, you really, you really gonna do that? You could probably just meet him. I mean, you, you were, you were in his house <laughs> like a week apply, ago. To apply for the school, <laughs> take out loans. <laughs> like I drop out after my first day. I'm like, well, I had class with Obama, <laughs> and um, he gave me an F on this paper. So. We've been watching a sh- new show on AMC called Fear the Walking Dead, and we are really into it. It's good. It's good. Wait, it, you're not. No, 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 no. I just, I don't want, I don't want anyone to get the impression that we think sang, it's like Game of Thrones. I just sang my emotions about this, so- about the show, and then you kind of took it into a nosedive. You oh, think I'm it's sorry. Good? No, I, I do. I like it. It's just, you know, there's it's good in the realm of like compared to Walking Dead, compared to the strain, compared right. to compared to those other, you know, sort of zombie and horror made for TV sort of thing. Right. You know? So Fear the Walking Dead is a prequel to Walking Dead. And we had talked about the fact that we liked the strain and in retrospect, we shouldn't have done that because the strain Really sucks. We we had we were we watched it at first as kind of as like funny bad. Right, we were willfully ignorant of how bad the strain no, really was. No, we knew it was bad, but it was like can't be bad. That's why we were watching it. Yeah, then, we like, refused to acknowledge how bad the strain no, was. No, it got really really bad. So we decided to give you all six reasons why the fear of the wall. Hmm. Boom. In honor of figuring <laughs> in honor. out, in honor of figuring out how bad the strain is, we decided to make a list of six reasons that Fear the Walking Dead is better than Walking Dead and for and the strain. This is us trying to set the record straight, trying to regain our credibility. Yeah, we want to gain your trust because we steered you wrong when we said that we liked the strain. A few people tweeted us and we're like, "What the what the frick?" Are you doing? <laughs> ah, nice one? That was good. It was a close call, but was, yeah, you got it. I was really close. Um, so the number well, this these are not in order of importance. Number one, no one on Fear the Walking Dead is armed. That's big. That is a really big one because on Walking Dead and the Strain, everyone has a gun. And number two, because no one's armed, no one knows how to shoot when they do get a gun. And on Walking Dead in the Strain, everyone can shoot somebody with one shot right in the head. All the time. Yeah, they never miss. They always shoot right in the head, killing one zombie with one bullet. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Even children know how to shoot on those shows. And so... <laughs> it is. They're infants picking up guns and saving their family members. It's ridiculous. And so when you have a show where people don't have guns and then they're not familiar with guns, it raises the stakes. You know what I mean? Someone gets their hand on a gun, they don't even know how to put the bullets in it. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, you're going to die. All right. You know what I mean? Like for us... We're, As you should. Yeah, we're excited about that, you know? Because you're watching a show about zombies. I want to see people get eaten and killed by zombies. I don't want you to shoot every single one. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, with Walking Dead, it's become so easy now to deal with zombies that it's it's like the zombies aren't even the important part. No, they're having like a lover's quarrel and there's like, boop, boop, boop. Anyways, so, you know, <laughs> I really feel like we should talk about and then like just shoot one in the background. Like no one even... They're not scared anymore. Yeah, well, that's another one. Is that is that the characters on Fear the Walking Dead? This is number three. Don't act like the world isn't collapsing. Oh, and 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 now Walking Dead is like they've actually they've sort of sussed out their role in the in the 
post-apocalyptic world that they're living in. Right. But in the strain, people are actually actually going to work. Oh, my God. Like, people... from 9 to 5, nothing's happening. And then they get out, and it's chaos and pandemonium. It's and there's bizarre. demon zombie devil vampires chasing everyone and then they go back to work or then they go to like somebody's coffee shop so that they can court the woman that they're interested yeah, in. Yeah, people crazy. still have internet. It's the most bizarre thing and at least on Fear the Walking Dead everyone is like, holy crap, something is going on. Like, this is really bad. We are all really scared. Like, the yeah. world is crumbling around us. Um, number four, sometimes the heroin addicted kid on Fear the Walking Dead looks exactly like Johnny Depp. That kid is Johnny Depp. I'm I'm convinced he's doing his jo- best Johnny Depp impression. And the thing is, it adds a lot of credibility to the show because when you're not looking directly at him, you think, "Is that Johnny Depp?" Oh, Johnny Depp's on this show. Oh wow! And then you real, and then you like instantly think the show is better. <laughs> you think, well, if Johnny Depp's into it, clearly it's worth sticking around. Clearly, for. this must be kind of good. He also. To be fair, because he is a heroin addict, which is not really a spoiler alert, it's like the main theme of the first episode, he sometimes kind of looks like a walker. So sometimes you think that he might get killed because he's like stumbling around like, I'm on heroin. And then you think, oh my God, maybe someone will think he's a walker. You know what I mean? Yeah, his family members can be like, oh my God, the withdrawal is hitting really hard right now. or Or maybe he's just a walker. No, I'm saying they'll invite him in and be like, yeah, he always looks like this. Right. Okay. Yes. See? I'm confused right now. You never know how to feel about him because of those drugs. Um, Number five, the acting is just so much better on Fear of the Walking Dead than both shows. Walking Dead does have some good acting. But the strains acting is terrible. No, Walking Dead, uh, the acting isn't good. What? There's like a couple of characters that are pretty good. Oh my God, seriously? (laughs) He is. He is the worst. He makes one face and says one thing over and over again. I, yeah, that's true. You know it's true. He just goes, He's like, listen up here, Carl. We're going to go in there. We're going to shoot some walkers. That's my, that's kind of good. That did sound like him a little bit. I know, but it's cool. No? Um, I think the acting is so much better. Um, On the strain, Oh, they, that little kid. You know, here's the thing. That kid is terrible. Remember how we hated Carl at the at the beginning of Walking Dead and then he got better? Mm-hmm. He's playing the long game is what you're saying? No, I think the kid on the strain is is the inverse. Like, at the first season he was okay. Second season, I guess they replaced him. And he's yeah, they switched the kids terrible. out. That's why. I hate him. I hope he gets bit by a vampire well, and they dies. Tried, they tried to make him more like Carl. He was suddenly, like, constantly squinting and looking like he didn't trust he's anyone. Like, I'm about the apocalypse. Like, yeah. bitch, stop your... Com- oh, see, I just cursed. Stop Ooh. complaining. It is the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like, get it together. Uh-huh. Your mom's here, actually. We have her in the studio. She's so mad that I'm cursing. <laughs> okay, and number six. This, to me, is a very important reason that Fear the Walking Dead is better. More diverse zombies. We had an Asian zombie last episode. Never seen an Asian zombie on Walking Dead or on The Strain. Honestly, we need more people of color that are undead. Mm, That's interesting, too, because as a prequel to The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. what does it say about what happened to those zombies? Like Like, they're on Walking Dead. You don't have the diversity that you have on Fear the Walking Dead. Well, you also maybe don't know because on Walking Dead, they've been walkers for so long that their, like, skin and, like, face is kind of peeling off. So maybe you don't know what they are. 
So those are the reasons that we think we should be viewed once again as credible in our thoughts about primetime television. Yes, you can trust us now. Those reasons that Fear the Walking Dead is better than The Walking Dead and or The Strain. And if you disagree with us or you have some things you'd like to add to the list. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> and we won't have any problems. <laughs> um, I, this was, I was trying to like call for audience participation, Patrick. Okay, go for it. Well, now I'm not going to say it because you just you just killed my spirit. All right. Are you ready for a little science corner? I am ready for the science there's corner. A few, there's a few a few sciencey things that are that are kind of important. Okay. Okay. So, one recently they developed and have begun testing a high energy laser mobile demonstrator, which is What a, does that mean? It's a prototype laser weapon developed for the US Army. Boeing's making basically what's a, what, what is a portable laser. Um, and it's a weapon, a laser weapon. So I, I wanted to throw that out. The next thing I wanted to talk about, and kind of relatedly, they're also building what, what they're referring to as a space shotgun for shooting asteroids, which is cool. Hold on. I also wanted to say this. <laughs> Hold that thought. I'm so confused. I also wanted to say this. Researchers have altered chicken embryos' beaks to resemble dinosaur-like snouts. What is with you and dino chicken? That's a little, that's a little, hold on, hold on, I just, I just wanted. You just love dinosaur chickens. I just wanted to say that. And the next, they're looking at giving the embryos a dinosaur-like tail instead of the little frock of feathers back there. Uh, and I say all of that to say this. You laughed at me when I talked about dinosaurs with lasers, okay? You all laughed. And now, <laughs> look at where we are. I just, I just want to put that out there. This has been your science corner. Eat it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, I will be the I'll be the first one to say you predicted dino chickens with laser. But wait, did they say that the chickens that they're going to give them those lasers? It's only a matter of time. Try to keep a laser out of a dinosaur's hand. I and feel like I feel like if Trump is in the White House, then yes, dino chickens <laughs> are inevitable. So this is your weekly reminder to make sure that you are registered to vote if you do not want the land to be ridden with dinosaur chickens. Wow. Well, on that note, I think that it's time for our Florida Man segment. Florida Man. That was good. So Florida Man is a segment where, if you don't know, now you should know that Patrick and I are both from Florida, and there's always weird stuff happening in the state of Florida. So I am going to give you four headlines out of Florida involving Florida men, and you are going to have to decide which one did not take place in Florida. All of these headlines are real. Only one of oh, them. Oh, okay. So this one is of new. them. We're changing it up this week. <laughs> you changed it up the first week we did it. It's a new segment. It can change every week. Oh, okay. I invented the segment, so I decide how it works. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This week, they are all true stories. Just one of them did not happen in Florida. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Headline number one Florida man makes joke so bad that it gets him banned from Disney for life. Oh, did it say what the joke was? I'm not going to tell you. Hmm. Florida man. Well, there's there's Disney World is in Orlando. Florida Florida man would would make a joke that would get him banned from Disney World. I'm gonna say that's that's a that's an accurate headline. Okay. Number two, Florida man proclaims "fuck that alligator" seconds <laughs> before being killed by an alligator. 
Yes. That's, that is so real, Florida, right there. That is real. The alligators, the saying, fucking alligator, and then immediately being eaten by an alligator. Yeah, that's real. That's okay. real life. Number three. Florida man sets apartment complex on fire after manager told him to stop masturbating in front of the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I think that sounds more like a Chicago thing, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that's that didn't happen in Florida. Why would you think that's Chicago? Because I imagine it happening in like an office building, you know, taller, taller buildings in Chicago, more skyscrapers. Okay. Florida, like, you can masturbate near a window in Florida and no one's ever going to see you because it's just sticks. The sticks? The sticks, yeah. Okay. Number four, Florida man really, really wants to force a jury to watch his sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yes. So that's your final answer. You believe that the setting the apartment complex on fire took place in Chicago and not Florida. Wait, no. I thought he was masturbating in front of a window. Yeah. He set his apartment complex on fire after the building manager told him to stop masturbating in front of the window. Oh, okay, got it. Yes. You think that was Chicago? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? I just don't think it was Florida. You're wrong. It was Florida. Okay. Um, that was actually in Tampa. <laughs> oh, The now it one makes sense. that was not in Florida was actually the fuck the alligator. It took place in Texas. I no. Yes, it did. Orange, Texas. There was an employee at Buckart's Marina told the guy not to go in the water because they had they had seen an 11 foot alligator. They even put up a sign telling people not to go in the water. The guy said, fuck that alligator, jumped in the water and was dead like three seconds later. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck that alligator. I can't believe he said that. I feel like the alligator Famous heard last him. Words. I feel like the alligator was like, oh yeah, try me. <laughs> P.S. Mom, I didn't really curse for that one because it was in the headline. You blew it. No, 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 but it wasn't my fault. Like, the, it was in the story. Fuck that headline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one I think was really funny. The Florida man. You know, wait, wait, I just gotta stop. The best part about that is that now every time I curse, I'm under the umbrella of having blamed you for influencing me. Ugh, I hate you. Just You're just happy that you can it's, blame me for something. It's so great. Well, I'm happy that your mom is blaming you for my cursing. Ugh. I think it's fantastic. Thanks a lot, Mom. Um, <laughs> my favorite story out of these, this week's Florida Man is the Florida man really wants to force a jury to watch his sex tape. This one's so funny. This was in Fort Lauderdale. He asked the court to introduce a sex tape and intimate photographs of himself and his wife as evidence that he did not marry her for immigration purposes. He was like, look, we actually fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. That one was dirty, too. <laughs> no, but he was saying, like, look, I have proof. Right. Like, we did not get married so that she could move to the States. Like, this is this is real love. I'm searching <laughs> for a real love. The other story that was true on this list was the guy getting banned from Disney for life. This happened just this past Labor Day. I think this is so dumb. He was checking into his hotel, and it was taking a really long time. So he said, oh, I could build a meth lab in the time that it's taking me to get service. And apparently, you can't make meth lab jokes at Disney World. They have a no, like a specific no meth lab joke policy? I don't know, because the cops busted into his hotel. What was so weird is they didn't even- They found him in his hotel? They didn't kick him out right when he made the joke. They waited for him to 
get settled in, go to sleep. They busted into his hotel room in the middle of the night and arrested him and then kicked him <laughs> off the property and said he could never come back whoa. to Disney, any Disney properties, for the rest of his life. Whoa, 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 whoa. A, a, a few things. A, what the fuck are the Disney parks? Ooh, you just curse! Yeah, it's not my fault, though. That's your fault. <laughs> but, what the fuck are Disney police? Stop cursing my and, ears. Um, <laughs> your virgin ears. Okay. My fucking virgin ears. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a double. Oh, that's gross. Um, uh, keep going. <laughs> you, you, Sorry. You're in public. I'm not in so you're public. You're not at home. I'm in the studio. The Disney police. Disney has their own police task force. I don't know. They called some police and they came They came to his hotel room in the middle of the night. I really don't know why. B, did they break it? Did they have a warrant to go? You can't get arrested for, for making a joke about making a meth lab. I don't know that they arrested him, but oh. they did break into his hotel room and they told him. Well, you can't get you. You can't issue a warrant for their arrest so that they can break into a hotel room without a reason to arrest someone. I don't know. Maybe they were. I, I think they were actually looking for a meth lab. Oh, that's because they said I could make a. <laughs> Did he say I have made a meth lab in the no, time it's taken? No, and I in the know, time I've been in this line, I just made a meth lab. Such a weird thing to say. Like I could build a meth lab in the time that it's taking me to get service. Like that was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's why they suspected something because it just kind of seemed like a weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it makes no sense. They're why like, would you Why is it taking so long? What are they doing? Cleaning the room? <laughs> like, yes, sir, we are cleaning the room. Like, can you wait? <laughs> what is wrong with you? So impatient. Um well Bizarre. Yeah, now he can never go to Disney World ever again. Ever again. He can't go to any Disney property. Also, I want to see how they how they manage that information, their list of people who have been banned from Disney World for their entire lives. Yeah, they probably have like a board of pictures or something do you think it's like the <laughs> but how do they make a sure bunch that... of strings attaching different players like this guy made a meth lab joke this guy also made a meth lab joke we think something might be going on there Ew. um i just wonder how they're gonna like you said how they would enforce that because like there's so many different employees well i wonder if they have that sort of vegas like uh security where they have this oh, intense the special, like, uh, eye face in the sky, face recognition software, people watching. I mean, like half the people in Disney World are really just these watchers. Gestapo-like watchers. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. That makes me now. Now that makes me suspect of like the people in those like those um, character costumes. Right. It makes me suspect of all of Disney. You. It's terrifying. I feel like somebody's watching me, and I got no privacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? That, was, that one was good. <laughs> I give you that. That one was great. <laughs> Let's do some audience questions. Yeah, you ready for some audience questions? Yes, I'll do it. We've gotten a bunch of emails from you all, and I cannot thank you enough. I'm trying to go through and answer some that we don't do on the show. But if you are interested in asking us a question, please email us, lnbpodcast at gmail.com. And our first question comes from Crystal. She says that 
Her favorite video of mine is our wedding story. The proposal was everything. Something that really struck me is when you were talking about the pressure that you were getting from people to get married. My question to you both is how did you deal with the pressure? I've been dating my boyfriend for eight years and we are in no rush to get married or have kids. We are trying to make sure that we are financially stable and both have careers that we want to pursue. Everyone from our friends, family, and even on Facebook are pressuring us to get married and have kids. I even have one friend that keeps asking me to be pregnant buddies with her which why is that even a thing gross oh wow the pregnant buddies thing is uh that's a real thing i believe it though you know it's i i see i don't know that that's so gross like that doesn't strike me as strange because it's kind of gross if your friend is trying to pressure you well yeah the pressure to have somebody else have a child so that it will so coincide it with time. your childbirth schedule is kind of strange, but for two people who anticipate having babies in roughly the same time period, trying to get pregnant, so or looking forward to having a pregnant buddy, I get that. I mean, like you know, it's just nice to know that somebody else out there is going through the same thing that you are. Yeah, you know but what I mean, mean like I-, I text my buddies and being like chicken for dinner. You know, it's like <laughs> I just want to know somebody else out there is you know understands me. Does anyone else have indigestion right now? It'd make me feel really good. Exactly, yeah, I wasn't the only one. You know, it's like when you were in school and you were like, man, I just I bombed that test, and you go yes, you go true. around polling everybody, be like, did you bomb it? And they're like, yes, and you feel a little bit better. You're like you bomb it, and they're like, yes, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, but so it wasn't just me. But a pregnancy is like a <laughs> big deal decision that you don't just make lightly, and you definitely don't pressure someone else else and doing it so that you don't feel alone not everybody's ready for that I mean for us the way that I handled the pressure is I told people to mind their flipping business mm, nice one thank you I'm just gonna try and come up with different that ways. was fucking nice oh you were just saying it because now you think you can blame me yes. I don't like that so every time you avoid it I'm going to I'm going to put one in okay well ew um <laughs> I don't know if that was worth the ooh but I just I mean I just is I it guess... the pregnancy conversation that's what leading you down yeah, that path maybe okay. it is what's leading me down that path um how do, how did how did you deal with the pressure? Did you get I don't know, do guys get pressure? No. No, no, no. I didn't get no much pressure. No one told pressure. you to put a ring on it? No, people would ask me and I would say, "Yeah, sure, maybe." And I you, you know just what? would say, "Yeah, sure, maybe?" I think I think part of how pressure no, 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 works. No, I do you see do you see my face? You just said maybe when people asked you for game marriage? Yeah. Why didn't you say yeah? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was because uh, I'm just looking for any reason to get mad at you. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think how pressure works though is is part of it is what people are saying to you. The other part of what makes pressure pressure is how you receive it. So I just kind of blew it off and just sort of shrugged it off. I think it's different for women. Yeah, and I could see that being the case. And from what I've heard, that you know that's pretty consistent. But I think when I think I didn't get much, I wasn't pressured. Um, or didn't didn't feel any pressure. I think it's probably partly because I just didn't really care when people, you know, what people thought about my right. my timeline for marriage or children or things like that. Yeah, Crystal, maybe you need to come up with like a really snarky comeback whenever people ask you about your marriage plans. You know what I mean? Like depending on who it is. You oh, know you know what? We should just write one for it. We can. Yeah. We can. We can just. Yeah. So what would you say if someone said, "Hey, hey, Fran, or hey, Crystal, Crystal hey, Crystal." When are you getting married? It's been a long time. You should be getting married soon. Um, you know what? Thankfully, my boyfriend and I don't really worry about the societal pressure to get married. And we believe that in an effort to overthrow the patriarchy that we don't need to put a ring on it. Thanks for your concern, nosy. <laughs> okay. 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 I mean, don't say ass because your mom might be you listening. Wanna- <laughs> <laughs> you want to do another one? 
Um, I don't know if I can go. It, it needs to be like something really, really smart. Okay. You want to air? All right. All right. Let you me try, try one. Hey, Crystal, why haven't you and your man gotten married yet? We're waiting for the condom to break. What? I don't know. <laughs> when the condom breaks. That is gross. <laughs> Which is, I was trying to make it like, you know, when we accidentally get pregnant. Yeah. Then yeah, we'll get yeah. married. I think that that's a, but then that also then kind of leads to that same like, when are you guys getting or, when oh, you guys accidentally gonna get okay, okay. <laughs> okay, ask, ask. Okay, pretend I'm Crystal and ask me when I'm gonna have a baby. Okay. Hey, Crystal, when are you gonna have a baby? Thankfully, my IUD is firmly in place, so not anytime soon. This fucker lasts for ten years. <laughs> oh, I just said fuck, but they do last for ten years, so you should say that. <laughs> I, I you just get one. <laughs> I just re-upped. I got another ten firm years before I have to. You should get one. I have to get married out of. Uh, you know, for Christian reasons. Yeah. So, Crystal, I'm sorry to hear that people are trying to pressure you. But you know what? Honestly, marriage is wonderful, but it's pretty much the same. I tell everybody that it's kind of like going to Canada. It's a little bit different, but it's the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing really changes. Nothing should change. You don't want your spouse to turn into like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, but one thing get together. One thing I should say though is as far as like planning for financial stability and careers and things like that, I don't know how old you are, so if you might be very young and uh and in that They've case They've been together for eight years. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, some people get started really some people, you know, they meet and they start dating in like ninth grade. Yeah. And so when, you know, eight years later they're twenty two and twenty three. Yeah, that's true. You know. So I mean if you are early twenties then you have got you've got plenty of plenty of time but you know if you're older or uh you know of of childbearing age (laughs) 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 um there's no point in waiting for financial stability concerning kids obviously we don't we don't friend and i don't have children but everybody says the same thing you'll never be quote ready no so i mean every single person shouldn't really every single person that we know that has kids says like you can do as much planning in the world when they come you figure it out actually i had this talk with my uber driver the other night (laughs) you're getting you're getting advice from the from the uber driver my uber driver he was a very nice man and we had a very great talk about families and stability and all that great stuff and he said the same thing Mm -hmm. he said like you just don't know you know what i mean like when you decide you're gonna have a kid you just make it work there's no manual and so if you are putting marriage off because you want to be more financially secure you know you don't have to have some big extravagant wedding you don't have to spend tons of money you don't have to do you could do things however you want to do them and so as it's easier said than done but you really just have to like shake 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 it off when people tell you that you should be getting married because you and your man know what's right for you and you know when you're ready you're ready very wise words i think so thanks uber driver (laughs) we have another question from daphne or d fay on twitter can i read it (laughs) yes you think i go you don't believe in me no i don't go ahead try it daphne says Even though there are some great content creators out there, I wanted to create content that talked about the social issues that I feel aren't talked about enough, like fat phobia and the intersections it plays a part in. I really respect both of your opinions a lot, so I wanted to ask if you have any tips or words of wisdom for new creators, given your podcasting experience thus far. Oh, okay. Um, 
you know what? I kind of think you just have to go for it, you know, especially if you see that there is a dire need to talk about a certain subject. I think that, you know, doing a little research and seeing what other people are talking about, what they're not talking about, or how they are successful talking about certain topics will really be helpful for you. Um, and I, in my experience, I found that kind of taking a 101 approach has been really helpful because sometimes when you're talking about these really serious subjects that kind of span a lot of different types of people or types of issues, it can be really hard for people to understand. So if you can break it down to make it really simple and easy to understand before you kind of build into those larger dynamics of intersectionality and things like that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that, that can be really helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you would be obviously the one to... Well, she says that she respects both of our opinions. Oh, well, um, then let me say this. A wise Uber driver once said, <laughs> there's no point in waiting. You just have to you just have to jump in. You'll never actually be ready. Yeah. I mean, I think that so many times people want to create content and they start overthinking it and they think that they have to be perfect and they have to have like the best camera and the best equipment and the best computer and the this and the this and the and it's like good content is good content. And so Everybody, when you first start, no one's content is amazing. Like when I look at my very first videos, they were terrible. If you listen to the very first episodes of this podcast, it has changed so much. Yeah, you would. I could add to that too. You go back and you look at things that were extremely popular, say five, ten years ago, and I mean they were actually popular right. and well produced and all of that had the had the financial backing and the production values and things like that. Things in the media, and you go back and you look at it, and you think, God, that looks awful. I mean, like, the first Matrix is a good example. Oh, my example. God. The you first know, Matrix looks terrible. The point is is that there's always a starting point. You're never going to be good right out the yeah, gate. Yeah, you're never going to be at the top of your game. And to you're start. always going to get better. So you're always going to get to a point where you're going to look back and say, I wasn't as good as I am now. So if you're waiting to get to a certain certain point in your ability or your, your content, in, in your thoughts, um, then really you're just wasting time. It's really just a, a matter of procrastination. Right. I think uh, another tip would be to work with other people. You know what I mean? Like you are only going to expand your reach and and improve your content by working with other people that are also e either in your field or in similar fields because you're all going to bring different things to the table. You know, and I think that that's what helps this show is that you and I have very different perspectives on certain things. Mm -hmm. And so what is that face about? Uh, you know exactly what that's about. Okay, well, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you work with someone else, and that can be really helpful. Um, and especially if you're going to talk about social issues, maybe that's a chance for you to interview some people. could be really interesting um, and get lots of different perspectives on whatever the subject is. So definitely don't be afraid to collaborate, because collaboration is definitely key when it comes to creating content online and offline, too. Okay, Daphne has another question, which is, do you ever hesitate to talk about certain issues because you're worried that you might not know enough about the topic or, even worse, say something problematic? If so, how do you deal with that? I feel like I sometimes fall down a deep rabbit hole whenever I try to come up with what to say since I really don't want to disregard people's experiences. Ooh, this is another really good question. This one's tough, but you know what? I, I, I think like this, like... Everyone's on a learning curve. Yes. When it comes, especially when it comes to social issues, especially during a period of social reform. So 
if the name of the game is constantly changing, nobody is ever going to get it right, right out the gate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a fair assessment. What do you think? I agree. I think that I have this problem, too. And I think especially because I have built like a brand around social issues and I do have a lot of people like listening to what I have to say. But sometimes it can be really nerve wracking. You know, you don't want to mess up or say the wrong thing. But I think that as long as you are open to making mistakes and learning from your mistakes that you should be okay. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those things where we're all going to screw up at sometimes. There's just really no way to avoid it. We don't there's no possible way to know everything. You haven't been exposed to certain people, certain conversations, and so there are going to be times where you inevitably say something that hurts someone's feelings and I think that the way around that is to be open to correction when it happens and just say like wow I didn't understand that I didn't know about that thank you so much for bringing it to my attention and now I understand and you know that's something that I'm going to work on I absolutely have times where I do get a little self-conscious and I think that it's been a good thing for me in the sense that I realized how often I spoke without really thinking about what I was saying. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Even when I try to, for example, I use the word like way too much. And even, you know, this this episode talking about not cursing, it's really hard to talk without using the word like or without cursing because I'm so used to just stream of consciousness coming out of my mouth and not really thinking about the words as they're coming out. Mm-hmm. And so... In an effort to be more respectful of other people and more conscious of the way that I talk about certain issues, I realized that I had to slow down and really think about the words as they come out of my mouth. Hmm. And I think that that's a good thing. Sometimes it does feel a little scary, but I also do think that just being a little bit more conscious about the way that you approach certain subjects is a good thing, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Well, here, let's do let's try some role playing. Okay. Like we did for, for Crystal. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, what? <laughs> okay, okay. So you give us an example of how to respond when, you know, something goes up a little awry. So, okay. Okay. So this is a Twitter a Twitter comment. It says, it says, uh, it says, Daphne's talking about fat shaming and she left the I out of LGBTQI. Burn her. Oh, yeah. What do you do? And okay, and I'm supposed to be Daphne. Yeah. And I would say, oh, wow, I didn't know that there was an I on LGBTQIA. Thanks for letting me know. Ooh, see, so you added the A, which shows that you're an, uh, you're actually now an authority on this issue. No, I'm not an authority. I'm saying that I didn't know, and so <laughs> thank you for letting me know. Or or maybe I would just say like, oh, there's an I on there. I got to look into that. Thank you. Or you know what I mean? Like, that's what I would try to do. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. Okay. That, that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> you, you, don't <laughs> I'm look, like, you don't look confident I'm with that I'm doubting answer. myself already. I'm like, oh my God. But you know what? You're you, not even Daphne. So. Right? No, but you're right. And here's the thing. And, and you brought up a really good point with that example is that on the internet, people are really quick to jump on you if you screw up. You know what I mean? Like, that is a really tough one and, and, and really scary. And I've seen so many people make 
absolutely innocent mistakes. Sometimes, you know, it is malicious and people are saying hurtful things on purpose, but sometimes people just don't know any better. And it turns into this, well, damn, everybody jumped on that person and they really didn't know any better. It's kind of wasn't really their fault. That's you know? a that's a really interesting thing. I see this on Twitter all the time. Uh, and, and we talked recently about uh, calling out versus calling in. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you see on Twitter all the time where people are being just sort of publicly assaulted publicly shamed shamed yeah for doing something and a lot of times you know i mean anybody who who puts their stuff out there and consciously and and deliberately says hey you don't deserve you deserve less respect or some group deserves less respect than somebody else deserves that but there are a lot of other people out there who are just sort of wading into this these concepts that aren't a big part of their daily lives and so they're learning and so naturally they're going to say something that's ignorant or uh you know heteronormative is a good example right you know you just forget as a heterosexual or you didn't know or you've never been introduced to that concept before right but like but i mean like in terms of in terms of saying something that's heteronormative the idea there is that you say something that's concerning sexuality and it just fails to acknowledge that some people have a different preference when you say something that's heteronormative it's you are phrasing the topic as if it only pertains to straight people and you are forgetting that there are a whole subset of people that are not straight and that there are different sexualities out there that are not just a man and a woman and so it's one of those unconscious things that straight people do a lot of times either they maybe aren't exposed to lgbtq people or they just they've just never heard you know of that topic before and they just don't know any better right so naturally there's a learning curve when you have somebody pointed down a particular path, right. you can't encourage them down a path and at the same time chastise them for not having reached the destination. Right. You know what I'm saying? I see that a lot on Twitter, and I think that that causes a lot of fear very similar to what you're talking about, Daphne. Uh, and that's a fear that you're not going to be at that destination right out the gate and that you're going to be somehow publicly humiliated for it or or insulted for that. And, and you know, I, I don't enjoy seeing that online. I think people should frequently take a little bit of a step back and go a little easier on people. But the truth is, you know, the Internet loves to drag people. Yeah, I think it's hard because I think we sometimes have to remember that we all started from somewhere. You know what I mean? That, like, I didn't wake up being super conscious. I yeah, didn't nobody always... came. Nobody nobody was born wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Yeah, you, know? you have to, like, kind of learn at some point about all of these different issues. And so I think to go back to this question when it comes to being worried about a certain subject, um, I think it's okay to say that and say, you know what, I'm not really that confident about this topic or I'm not really sure, correct me if I'm wrong. And I think that that will go a long way to kind of give you that extra like little cushion just in case you do screw up. And then, like I said, if you do screw up, just be willing to acknowledge your mistake and learn from it and move on. And I think that you will be okay, Daphne. I think we'll all be okay. So I have some bad news, Patrick. What's that? I don't have a Slanguage Bee this week. You failed. I know. But you did bring us a, a slamming Florida Man segment. Yes, I think that that makes up for so, it. So yeah, I will give it to you. In fact, you know what? I will move the Florida Man to the end of this podcast so that it will be... Well, no, no, no. We, so sh- we should still have Slanguage Bee. Um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you at home to help me with next week's Slanguage Bee. You can email me at... Oof, mother... Mother crapper. 
<laughs> I know. I don't want. I don't want them to tweet it to me. I want them to email it because Patrick does not check our email. Please send us an email, lnbpodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, let us know what you thought of this week's episode by tweeting us with the hashtag last name basis. And you can also tweet us individually at Chescalee, C-H-E-S-C-A-L-E-I-G-H. I know it's a tough one, so I tried to help you by spelling it out. Or you can tweet Patrick. Tie optional. Okay, you know, I hopefully you know how to spell tie optional. And if you don't, then I will just read all of your tweets by myself. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis. <laughs>